CW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WDW Radio Live and the WDW Newscast. Today is Wednesday, September 19th, 2012. I am Lou Mangello from WW Radio, trying to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, bringing you a little bit of Disney magic when you can't get to the parks as often as you can with the newscast, my weekly audio podcast, videos, blog, live shows like this, events, trivia books, audio guides, and lots more. Um, today is Talk Like a Pirate Day, but I promise you I will not be talking like a pirate for the entire newscast today because I want to get to the news and we have a lot from it. Let's go right into the Disney theme parks because in just over a week, Epcot is about, Epcot Center, is about to, sell, to celebrate its 30th anniversary and on Sunday, uh, September 30th, we're going to have a lot of events, a full day schedule from D23, the official Disney fan club. But the Disney Parks blog released just today that on October 1st, there are going to be some activities and events and special things going on for guests as well too. Everyone who attends and visits Epcot on October 1st, the actual uh, 30th anniversary day, is going to receive a limited edition button, a souvenir guide map, and an invitation to presentations over in Epcot's World Showplace. Uh, so there is going to be, in addition to the paid events on uh, September 30th, there's also going to be a number of panels with limited seating. So from 1 to 2 p.m., there's going to be Designing the Future, Past and Present, which is going to be a panel of Disney Imagineers remembering 30 years of building the future. From 4 to 6, and then from 6.30 to 8, Marty Sklar, the Marty Sklar, legendary Disney Imagineer, is going to give two presentations on Hep Epcot, how it changed the world. Uh, so looking forward to seeing that. And there's also going to be an anniversary moment over at the America Gardens Theater at 3 p.m. Uh, some Disney executives, some Disney leaders, and a performance by the Mariachi Cobre and the Voices of Liberty. Yeah. It's like a trifecta of <laughs> Disney talent and experiences are going to be there. Again, limited seating for that as well, too, although you can normally stand on the promenade to enjoy that. That night, October 1st, there's gonna be a special showing of Illuminations, Reflections of Earth with a special 30th anniversary tag. Looking forward to seeing that. If you've seen the Christmas tags and the other holiday tags, you know they love to really do it up really big with the special edition tags as well. Also, on the Parks blog this week, they showed some photos of some very special Epcot 30th anniversary limited edition and not so limited edition merchandise as well. Uh, Stephen Miller from the Parks Blog showed a selection of shirts, hats, other 30th anniversary items are gonna, that are available, and there's going to be additional updates coming next week as well. So here you can see some large pins, some <clears throat> toothpick holders. Uh, there are also other pins as well with retro Epcot logos, a lot of different shirts, uh, very one reminiscent of the early Epcot preview guides, as well as shirts and hats that have some of our good friends on there like Figment and some very cool retro style logos uh, that I believe are gonna be available in both men's and women's cuts. And I think we're gonna see even more coming next week. Uh, I'm gonna be there for the D23. I'm gonna be there all weekend. We've got the, you too? Oh, I'll be there. We've got the e-ticket event Friday night, yep. food and wine, Tower of Terror 10 miler. We've got D23 on Sunday and Epcot's 30th on Monday. And just to let you know, Monday morning, we're gonna have a special live broadcast from Epcot. We're gonna announce the winners for our charity auction that's gonna go on online from nice. Friday to Sunday. 
and going to have some other special announcements as well. I will be there. Things you want know about as well, too. All right. Uh, you sure? Um, moving forward, looking backwards, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit um, is coming back to the parks, sort of. We saw this out in Disneyland. We also saw it um, over at Comic-Con and the E3 Expo. But the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit ear hats, not sort of the double ears, but the long, floppy uh, rabbit ears, are going to be available at the Disney parks late October, early November. Uh, they are going to have a red logo on the front as opposed to the ones that you could get at E3 and Comic-Con. Those are going to retail for about $16.95. I know a lot of people, when we saw them um, for Destination D out in Disneyland, were really excited and uh, glad to see those coming to the parks as well. You got an Epic Mickey 2 coming out. So Lots that, of good, listen, go I keep saying, it's a good time, it's a great time to be a Disney fan, oh, yeah. right? And if you're a princess fan, have Which I got I news am. for you, of course, you are, uh, like Jason Grant, the boy princess, because we've seen in the past from Imagineering some of the concept art for the new Fantasyland's Princess Fairy Tale Hall. We've seen the exterior concept art obviously going in the former home of uh, Snow White's Scary Adventures. We've seen the outside, and now we're going to get a glimpse of the inside as well, too. This is set to open in fall 2013. And if you look carefully at this concept art, if you're watching live or via YouTube or on the blog, you'll see some portraits of the princesses above where their individual meet and greet locations are. The princesses are going to be standing in front of individual stained glass windows, portraying images from the respective films. And if you look really carefully, you can see you see Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, you see Tiana, some elements from Princess and the Frog there as well too. Uh, again, that's going to open not with the rest of New Fantasyland in, uh, December, on December 6th or November 19th as a soft opening, but that's going to be later in fall 2013, but we see uh, work is clearly going on on that as well too. There's other news in the parks that I'm going to touch on. We're going to come back to the parks later. I want to save this for last. I want to have an interesting conversation with you guys. Let's go over to the resorts, like here. We're obviously at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And kids and moms and dads, it's your last chance. Your last chance. Time is going. It's your last chance for free dining, which really, for me, is like word, music to my ears. Free dining. Uh, if you book now through September 29th, you can buy a non-discounted, so sort of a rack rate, Magic Your Way base package for six nights and seven days at Moderate, Deluxe, and Disney Villa Resorts for most nights from September 29th through December 13th. You get the Disney dining plan. Get this, kids, for free. Me food and free, that's like the, per it's like the, per it's like New Jersey and you. It's perfect together. If you buy a non-discounted Magic Your Way package at a value resort, you get the free quick service plan there as well too, which also, we just ate quick service tonight here. That's a lot of food too. Uh, you do it right, you can eat very, very well, I promise you. Um, I would suggest going to an authorized Disney vacation planner like my friend over at mousefantravel.com. They'll give you a free, no obligation quote. Definitely help you book your trip with free. And if you can't eat all your food, call me. I'm here. I'll be happy to share it with you. Speaking of resorts and, well, not things that are free, but Art of Animation, <laughs> right? Art of Animation. Um, which immerses guests in the stories of Cars and Finding Nemo and The Lion King, has celebrated the opening of the fourth and final stage, which is the Little Mermaid section, which opened this past weekend on September 15th. Uh, these rooms, unlike the family suites, are designed to accommodate up to four guests. The standard rooms have two double beds and touches of, you can see little friends like Astra, uh, Ariel, Sebastian, and Flounder coming in. There are three themed courtyards with pools, a poolside bar, playgrounds and a water play area. You can see here 
uh, one of the large icons of Ursula. There's also a great icon that we've seen uh, in concept art of King Triton as well. We'll have to make our way over there. Love Art of Animation. Landscape of Flavors, you guys ate there tonight. Fantastic. Two huge thumbs up uh, from the collective Crispies over here. Um, so uh, prices range uh, for the Little Mermaid rooms. They range from about $94 in value season up to about $175, $179 in holiday seasons. Comparatively, the family suites run from about $248 up to the low 400s in the highest year. But again, with those family suites, you're able to accommodate up to six guests. You've got a kitchen. You've got a lot more room to sort of spread out there. But I need to go and check out the Little Mermaid rooms. Favorite section of Art of Animation? I didn't say cars, actually. Cars. 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 <laughs> a lot of big thumbs up for the cars section. You need to go to Cars Land. You'll be blown yeah. away, I promise you. Um, let's go beyond the parks really brief briefly. I want to go over to Downtown Disney because the AMC Downtown Disney 24, beautiful movie theater, mm -hmm. seen the Avengers there three times. Um, <laughs> is now offering something called sensory-friendly film showings for guests with autism, yeah. right? Which I think is really nice. I think it, it's wonderful. You know, Disney is so accommodating to guests with special needs, whether they be dietary or otherwise. So they are gonna have showings with lower sound levels, brighter in-theater lighting, and lifting the ban on moving and talking and wandering about uh, during the film. This initiative started in some of the AMC theaters in the Northeast and it's gonna take place on one Saturday morning each month at 10 a.m. So it's not like it's gonna be the 8, 8 p.m. show or maybe you wanna bring the whole family. September 22nd, Finding Nemo. October 13th, Frank and Weenie. November 10th, you gotta go see Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And December 8th, Rise of the Guardians. Ooh. I dig it, I dig them all. <laughs> uh, I really applaud AMC and Disney for doing this. We know a, a lot of guests, we have people who contribute on the blog um, who themselves or have family members who have autism. Uh, I think this is really uh, a welcome thing, and I hope, too, that um, this is something that maybe they continue beyond this trial run. So I want to go, go back to the parks, right? I, I wanted to save the big news, um, and I think the most significant news of the week, for the very end of the show, because there's something that I think none of us saw coming, right? So even those of us who follow the parks very closely never saw coming the announcement that there was going to be alcohol served in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Starting on December 6th, we talked about this before, the new Fantasyland will open, including the Be Our Guest restaurant, which is going to be an upscale dining atmosphere serving fine French cuisine. Additionally, they are gonna serve 20 varieties of French and California wines available by the bottle, or most likely for most people, are also gonna be available uh, by the glass. There's also four varieties of French and Belgian beer. And this is something that has gotten a lot of people talking, uh, both online and in person about this, because again, not something we've ever seen in Walt Disney World's 40 year, year history. Um, but the Vice President of Food and Beverage and Merchandise Operations, Maribeth Bessonnier, thank you, said, quote, it really had, it hasn't really made sense before but it makes sense when you're in a French restaurant. You can't walk into a French restaurant and not get a glass of wine and beer. It makes more sense to do it than not to do it. As part of the overall theming, we want to offer wine that enhances the guest experience and complements the French-inspired cuisine. That's Stuart McGuire, the beverage director, said that as well too. Again, the wines are gonna primary focus on France's famous wine-growing regions, including Champagne, 
Alsace, Loire, Rhone, Burgundy, and Bordeaux. Again, this is very much tied into the theming. This is gonna be a much more upscale restaurant. It's gonna have a majestic ballroom with giant 20-foot ceilings, elegant chandeliers, 18-foot tall windows, sort of overlooking the imagineered French countryside. Uh, there's gonna be a rose gallery. There's gonna be the um, dramatic west wing, sort of that warm glow of the beast's enchanted rose. And when you have a menu that is not, like we keep saying, it's not burgers and fries, it's thyme-scented pork rack chop with um, au gratin pasta, rotisserie rock hen, pan-seared salmon, grilled stri strip steak, sauteed shrimp, and oven-baked ratatouille, they want to have things that not just complement the decor and the story, but complement the food as well, too. And uh, it was interesting to watch the immediate and sort of the long tail reactions as you guys are nodding, because I think, again, this is not something we've ever seen in Walt Disney World before. However, it's not the first time we've seen it inside of a Disney park. Disneyland Paris has been serving alcohol from its opening day. Now, obviously, um, there are cultural differences, right? There are cultural differences in terms of um, how and when they drink and, um, you know, attitudes towards alcohol. In Disneyland, uh, they don't serve alcohol inside the park, but they do, and they always have served it at Club 33. I understand it is private, but it is in the park. Um, and so when I hear people talking about, you know, what would Walt think? Walt is rolling over in his grave. I think the funniest thing I saw on Twitter was the Mayans were right, the apocalypse is coming, which may have been a somewhat of an overstatement uh, for the introduction of wine. But I think, um, I think what this represents is Disney's understanding that people want a drink of wine or beer with their dinner. Um, it's, it's not in the park, it is sort of in an enclosed venue. Um, when they talk about Walt, I have, I, I've looked and, I, and I've never actually found a quote from Walt saying, I forever expressly prohibit the, uh, the concept of alcohol in, um, uh, in any of the Magic Kingdoms. And I, and I know people were talking about uh, the conversations that Walt have and the story that Walt had with Adolphus Bush about the theme park potentially being located in St. Louis. Um, that wasn't about the concept of serving beer per se, but Bush wanted an exclusive right to have served the only alcoholic beverages in the park. I think weather and other factors played a factor in that as well, too. I think there's a couple of important things to note as well, too. You cannot take the beer and wine to go, right? That's very, very important because you're not going to have guests walking around the Magic Kingdom with a glass of wine. More importantly, you're not going to have kids, adults, any, not when I say kids, I mean college-age kids. You're not going to have people walking around with cups of beer, uh, you know, drinking around the Magic Kingdom. Um, they're not going to serve mixed drinks in there as well, too. It's, it's beverages that complement the food. Uh, I think that Disney listens to their guests. They heard that this is what guests wanted, right? They wanted upscale dining. They brought it in. And with that, it's not a place... Listen, it's not, they're not serving alcohol because, kids, because the parents are just so stressed out from the day with the kids but they want to have a nice meal. They want to have a nice maybe glass of wine with it. Uh, from a business perspective, clearly it is another revenue stream and sometimes you need to sort of take a step back from being a fan and look at this as a business and understand that as well. Um, I think too, from a, a guest dining experience, there are times that you're in the Magic Kingdom and you want to have a, a nice sit down meal. You eventually leave the park, you'll come to the Grand Floridian, you'll come to one of the other resorts and then go back. Well, now you don't have to do that. Now you can stay in the parks still have a nice meal, much the same way you do 
at Epcot or Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I think this may attract more people into the park as well too, because now you have a completely new type of menu, new type of dining experience uh, in there as well. There is no bar, right? So you can't walk into the BR Guest restaurant, saddle, sidle or saddle. You can't pony up to the bar and say, give me a couple of shots of tequila. They're not serving jello shots. And I say that half jokingly, but it's true because there's a huge distinction between having a bar and having a restaurant that serves uh, beer and wine. I think sometimes you need to sort of look at it uh, from that as well. It does not impact or affect the in-park experience at all, right? And so this is my take on it. I know there are some people who feel adamantly the other way. Any comments from the studio audience? It's weird, but the way you say it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Not gonna be people wandering herds of drunks, you know, right. staggering out of the restaurant after dropping 100, 150 right. bucks on a meal. Not, the like, same way you don't see, look, you don't see people stumbling out of Narcooses, right, you know, right. like, woo, we just did shots of Narcooses, because it's a different type of a dining experience. Um, and, and that's what I like about it. I like the fact that it's not a bar in there. Look, is this maybe um, a, a preface of things to come? Will we potentially see alcohol in other spots in the Magic Kingdom? Only time will tell. I look incredibly blue. I don't know why. <laughs> that means I don't feel blue, but I look blue because of the lighting. Um, so that is obviously the question of the week. This is the question that I have for you. I would love for you to weigh in in the comments section on YouTube or on the blog or in the show notes over at www.radio.com. What's your take? What's your opinion about alcohol, beer and wine, being served at the Be Our Guest restaurant in uh, the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World? Um, are you okay with it? Um, do you think Disney is maybe changing to accommodate the times, accommodate guest requirements or guest requests. If you don't like it, tell me why. Tell me what it is. I'm curious. There is no right or wrong answer. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Uh, I'm looking inside the chat room. People are asking about limiting the number of drinks that you can order. I have not seen that. I think it certainly is going to go to the judging every case on its own. If you're chugging from the bottle of wine, they may want to ask you to slow it down a little bit. But again, don't necessarily expect uh, that's a problem. Right, Small World 1, it's not like the parks have a lewd drunk problem. I don't think that's ever been an issue here. I certainly don't uh, see it as well too. So yeah, no, so somebody's saying, uh, well, somebody might be able to get sloppy drunk in the restaurant and ruin the experience for families unless they limit the drink limit. I think there's also a self-limiting factor that we have too. Again, we don't see this here at most of the Disney restaurants. I don't think that'll change just because it is um, inside of the Magic Kingdom. So again, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to keep this conversation going beyond tonight's newscast, please uh, subscribe to the show and comment below as well, too. Also, a couple of quick reminders. Don't forget again about our e-ticket event. Uh, tickets sold out. We added a couple of more seats due to demand. Tickets close out tonight. We've got some special guests. We've got Disney Imagineers like Jason Sorrell. We've got Disney legends like Charlie Ridgway. A lot of Disney artists. Some other special guests, special surprises for you and me probably as well, too. We've got our online charity auction starting Friday. You can visit the website, check out the blog. We've got some preview items up there already. All that money is going to go to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. So please go and make sure uh, you visit the uh, WW Radio blog this week for more information. Uh, also, tune in October 1st in the morning, probably 10 o'clock or so. I'll tweet and Facebook out uh, when that's going to be. Going to have the auction winners a special broadcast and some special announcement as well too. I know I'm missing so much more, Scott Otis, but the yes, curiouser and curiouser uh, play area is calling behind me and then we'll wait 
Next week, we'll see what they're doing right literally tonight over at Pirates yep. of the Caribbean. Stay tuned for that. Mm. Mm. Mermaids, who knows? What? Who knows what may what? be coming to Pirates of the Caribbean? But I want to thank you guys for tuning in. This and every week, be sure and join us every Wednesday night over at www.radiolive.com. And please do me a favor. If you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends, tweet it, Facebook it, Pinterest it, Google Plus, MySpace, Friend Feed, Feed what, whatever. Instagram. Insta Instagram. I'm on Instagram now. I'm Lou Mangiello. I'm Lou Mangiello on Instagram. And I am Lou Mangiello from WW Radio. That is tonight's uh, WW Newscast. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope to see you in the box next week live or out here in person live out of the box. So until next time, I hope you guys have a great week, everybody. See ya.